This week's parsha begins Viato Titzavez Bene Yisroel Vikhu Elecho Shemin Zai Zoch Kosis La Moir Lahalois Neer Tomid. So Klal Yisroel is told that they have to get the purest of Shemin Zayas that's refined to be able to bring out an oyer and the menorah should be lit on a constant basis. In the Medrash, the beginning of the parish in the Medrash Rabbah, says, V'yata tetzaveh, Hatodiksiv zayis ran on yefei pri toyar kora Hashem shemeich. Yirmiyoh Anovi says to Kalal Yisro that you are like a vibrant olive tree. So the Medrash asks, so some say the question that the Medrash is asking is Vos Epis Yirmiyohu is comparing Kalal Yisrael to an olive tree. There's a lot of nicer trees than olive trees. And we're compared to a Geffen and to a Te'ena, like it says Geffen Mimitzrayim Tasiya. And so we're also compared to Te'ena, Shinemekibikura, but Te'ena, Bereshisa. We're compared to a Tomar, a date palm, Shinemazois, Koimosech, Domsol, the Somar, Ke'eres, Shinemekeres, Balthon, and Yizge. So Cloud Yisrael in, the, in, in, in Tanakh is compared to many, many types of trees. So the Shailas, why Yirmiyo Bedavka is using the Marshal? Of a zay of a zayis. Zayis is not the most beautiful tree. So the Medrash says, "Elama zayis azeh atchu bilonu megargen oisai biachekach moridin oisim in azayis venechbot mishachayvden oisim malin oisim lagas venoisim oisim b'matchein biachach toichin oisim biachach makifin oisim b'chavolim." The bottom line is, this is the story. If you have an olive tree and you want to get olive oil, it doesn't come easy. See, if you have grapes and you want grape juice, you just take the grape and you give it a squish and you have grape juice. You have an orange, you want orange juice, you squeeze the orange, just the orange juice. It's not so difficult. Olives don't work that way. You gotta take it off the tree. You got to put it in some sort of a heater to warm it up. Then you got to clop it into shmetherid, and you got to mamish tear it apart, then bang it and squeeze it and thrush it and crush it. And then you got a little bit of olive oil. He says the same thing is with Klal Yisrael. Kach Yisrael, boy, umay zoyla v'choyv t'noisimi mokim l'mokim v'choyv t'noisimi koyv t'noisimi koyv l'arnu makif t'noisimi trati yoytin v'kach oisin shuva. 
Sometimes we need to get a shtickle tzashmetered and then we bring out the true flavor of a yid. So the message of the zayas, the message of the olive tree, is that just like Klal Yisrael, the zayas needs a lot of work. It's got something very special inside, but it doesn't come out that easily. You have to bang it and press it and squeeze it and clop it and chop it, and finally you'll get something out of it. The same thing is with every single person. You have to know that every one of you has something very special deep inside. And sometimes you need to give yourself a couple of clops till you bring it out. There was a Misa back in ancient uh, Rome that there were Chachmei uh, Chachomim that would come around and ask Jewish people all sorts of difficult shilas. So um, one of these Chachmei Atuna came to one of the Yiddish Kindlach and he sold him two pieces of cheese. He said, so young man, tell me, which piece of cheese comes from a black goat and which comes from a white goat? So it's talking that Shaykh to know. You buy cheese, how are you supposed to know which goat the cheese came from? So what does the kid answer? He takes two eggs and he gives it to the guy and he says, tell me, Mr. Chochem, which egg came from a white chicken and which egg came from a black chicken? So the guy says, you win. You outsmarted me. So what was the Chachma? He gave him two pieces of cheese. He gave him two eggs. He could have given two apples, two bananas. What's the going on over here? See, the Pshat is, he said to him, what do you Jews think you're so special? You think you're so special? You look, you look the same like us. You say you came from Avram Avinu and we came from who knows who. You can't tell the difference. You see two pieces of cheese, which came from a white goat, which came from a black goat, it's all the same. So he gave him two eggs. He said, can you tell me from the eggs which is a mother is a black one, which is a white one? The answer is yes. Warm up the eggs, put them in a little bit of a, a warmer, and they'll hatch. And you'll see one egg will have a black chick and one egg will have a white chick. And so you'll know which one comes from a black one, which one comes from a white one. It's so the same thing with Klal Yisrael. You give us a chance out of Golis, let us warm up a little bit, up a little bit, let us have a little bit of exposure to Yiddishkeit, to Torah, and we'll bring out the most beautiful, beautiful, delicious Paris you can imagine. But you have to warm up. You have to have a Varmkeit. You have to be able to bring out that flavor, that Islavus, that real feeling that every Yid can have. This is the message over here. We're compared in this sense to the olive because sometimes we need to go through a process, but the goodness is there. Tell you a Moridika story. There was a Yid who lived in Russia in the probably the 1800s his name was Vladimir Khatkin now at that time in Russia there was a cholera epidemic 
Vladimir Chatkin came up with the medicine to heal the cholera. And because he came up with it, he became very wealthy. He was also offered the ability to be one of the professors or one of the deans in the University of Odessa where he studied. So because he was so famous as the one who invented the, uh, the, 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 the medication, the vaccine for cholera, so he was, Mamela offered this prestigious position. But they told him there's one condition. You have to convert to Christianity. Now he was a Yid who would, had no clue about Yiddishkeit. But he said to them, I'm not giving up my Judaism. He was a friar Yid, totally. But they told him, you got to become a guy. You got to become a Christian. He said, nothing doing. But after he made that decision, he said, let me find out what this is all about. What's Judaism about? And he started to learn. And he became an Erel Chashoy Mertayru Mitzvah. When he died, there were $50 million in a trust fund that he had. And he gave it all to yeshivas. So they went to Reb Chaim Oizer. Chaim Oizer Grzitzi, the Godlador at that time. And they said, we want to make like a, a trust fund. We'll invest the money in businesses so the money will last. We'll have $50 million. We'll invest it. And we'll have money to keep yeshivas going for another few hundred years. Chaim Moises said, nothing doing. The Torah is nice, it's nice. You don't have to invest. You don't need chachma. Give the money to the yeshivas now. And Hashem will take care of the yeshivas in the future. A few years later, the Bolsheviks took over Russia. They took over all the businesses. Had they invested the money in businesses, they would have lost every penny. This way, the yeshivas were kept going through difficult times till the Holocaust. This money kept the yeshiva world alive. So here's a Yid. He was a totally not from Yid. But he went through life. And he had his Tzaklopkite. And he gave a shem and he gave out an ore that kept yeshivas burning for years and years. You never give up on anybody. And you don't give up on yourself. Everybody deep inside can create the shem and zayizoch that will be ma'oyer and, and give ore to the menoyer, ore to, to the world, ore to the klal Yisrael. That I think I've said many times. Is the, is the lesson of the Menorah itself. The Torah says, Miksha Teoses HaMenorah. The Menorah was made of one solid piece of gold. And the Menorah represented the Oyer HaTorah. The Oyer HaTorah illuminating the world with the Oyer HaTorah. So a person might say, I can't illuminate the world. If I was a zogger, a steller, a kvetcher, a plugger, maybe I could do it. If I had charisma, if I had talent, I had this understanding, sensitivity, compassion. If I was good looking, whatever it is, I'd be able to be more of the world and radiate the light of Torah. But me, I can't do it. Zog the Torah, miksha teyosem, you don't need to borrow his seichel, his zitzflesh, his charisma, his personality. It's all within you. Just bang it out and you will become that menorah that will radiate the oira Torah. Just like the olive has to be banged out, everybody can become that menorah. 
You don't need anybody else's kaychas. It's all within you. Bang it out, squeeze it out, kvetch it out, and you will see anybody. I was teaching before most of you were born. And I have seen Talmidim come and Talmidim go. And I have seen what looked like the worst, shvachis, most challenged Talmud become, the Moiridik and Talmud Chacham. I dealt with Bachrim who couldn't read, who couldn't understand. You could talk to them for hours and they wouldn't get to first base. And today they're writing Sforim. Because they kept on going and squeezing and kvetching and banging and knocking. And eventually the Shem and Zayis came out and they banged themselves into a menorah that radiates in Eirat Torah. It's there within every single person. But you got to bang it out. The Bochum today sat and had a Ritzufa Seder. I can tell you it's not Poshit. You got to bang, you got to clop yourself, you got to force yourself, you want to look at the watch, you want to get up, you want to, you're hoping it's over, you got to keep going and keep going and keep going and pushing. But you know what? When you're finished, it's the most delicious feeling. Not because it's over. Now I can chill. Because I accomplished, I learned Torah without stopping. I was kinder, the ziskite, the geschmack. There's nothing greater than that. You take that into Bainas Manim and you come back. You say, I can do that. You ever have the feeling, Shavuos night, you stayed up all night. I can do this every night, why not? I wouldn't suggest it. But you feel you groan, you're steigt. Everybody can do that with themselves and bring out a panemius that they didn't realize you had. And you have to know one more thing. Rav Chutna asked Akasha. It says that the Ner Maravi of the Menorah was Eidus that the Shechina was Shaira be Yisrael. So he asked Akasha, what do you mean it was Eidus L'chol Boy Oilam? Who saw the Ner Maravi? No one can go into the Heichel and just look at the Menorah. If you go into the Heichel, it's called Biyoreikonis and Yechayev. So the only people who saw were a handful of Koyhanim who went in and were either lighting the Menorah, or they prepared the Menorah, or they went in for the Lechem upon him, or they went in to do the Ketairus. That's it. A handful of people. It's been Eidus Hulachoboy Oilam. The answer is, if these are koyhanim or elachayidin who are shoyim reitayru mitzvahs or oivdei Hashem b'cholevav, those few yechidim can radiate that or to the entire world. They can tell the world, you know what we saw, and that message goes to the entire belt, and you can turn the world around. Few yechidim can make a difference. That's the koyach. Of a yid, Shamshinaful Hirsch took eleven yidden, eleven families, to Germany. It's totally reformed, off the D, totally. And he took eleven families, and he said, "We're not going to be makel on a kutzishal yud." And he created a world of yidden. World of German Jewry that now numbers thousands of people. 
Moshe Heinemann, Yaakov Forsheimer. These are people who came through Rav Shamshul Hirsch with 11 families. One person can make a difference. Gemara tells a story about Unclus. Unclus was a gayer. He was the nephew of the emperor of Rome. So when the emperor heard he was Megayer, he sent a bunch of shoulders, bring that guy back to me. So they went to Unclus, and Unclus schmoozed with them. The next thing you know, they all were Megayer. So the emperor sends another, another, another shlich. He says, you guys don't talk to him about Torah. So they came and says, we can't talk with you about Torah. So he said, okay, let's talk, uh, let's talk about the military. And he says, you know, in the army, who holds the torch for the uh, one-star general? Well, the lieutenant. Who holds the torch for the two-star general? The for one-star general. Who holds the torch for the three-star general? The two-star general. Who holds the torch for the emperor? The five-star general. Who does the emperor hold the torch for? Nobody! Oh! He says, what about HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu walks in front of the cloud Yisro with the Amun Oesh. They all want to be Geyer. So the emperor sends another batch. He says, no talking to the guy. Just take him and bring him to me. So they go, Tainus Dibber. So on the way out, Unclus kisses the mezuzah. They say, what's that? So he says, you know, uh, when you guys are sleeping, you know, yeah, yeah, who's protecting you? You know, you have to have soldiers around the barracks. And who's protecting the emperor? Another platoon of soldiers. By us, God protects us. They were all Megayer. So the Shaila is, today we have Kirov seminars and Kirov stations and television stations and all sorts of things. Why don't we just invite a bunch of fry hidden and kiss the mezuzah and show you the Lord be Megayer? They don't have to be Megayer, all they do is do tshuva. So why don't we do that? Just have a kiss the mezuzah session. Come right up and kiss the mezuzah for $18. You too can kiss the mezuzah. Why don't we do that? The answer is because we're not Unclus Hageir. Unclus was one person. He had Azah Koyach. He was Mashpia. When you have a Koyach, you can be Mashpia on the belt. And every single Yid has that power. There were a group of Bachrim working for Lev Liachim. So they spent a week in Natanya where they had like a, a base medrash in the morning, in the afternoon they worked with children. And it wasn't the Frum Kehilla, but they were there trying to be Makara people. So they rented an apartment for a week or two, whichever one it was. All of a sudden, one night there's a knock on the door. A neighbor from the third floor that they never spoke to comes into the apartment with a hammer and a television. He said, who would like to have the cover of smashing the TV first? So everyone wants the chance, you know, to, everyone enjoys a good smash. So they said, what's going on over here? So he said, I see what's going on. I'm on the third floor and I watch you kids. And I said to my wife, I said, Blanche, these boys are different than anybody else. I wish our kids would be the same way. Look at the way they act. Look at the way they treat each other. I want my kids to be that way. You know why they're not that way? It's this stupid TV in the house that's destroying them. So I'm going to break it. So I wouldn't even have it, you guys, to give the first knock. 
couple of boys and the Koyach without saying a word to transform the world. There was a woman, she came to Rabbi Shroel Yaakov Fisher. And she was very tzabrochen. She said, I had a brother. My brother was the nicest person. He went to the hospital, he visited the sick, he gave, he gave tzedakah to Amonis and Yesoyimim. Even though he was a Mechalo Shabbos Bifarhesia, but he was a wonderful person. And one Shabbos he was driving and by mistake his car drove over the cliff and he was killed. How do you understand why would God do such a thing? He was such a nice person. So Bishol Yaakov Fisher says to him without batting an eyelash, you told me he drove a car on Shabbos. He was a Russia. That's why he died. She became from. Now try that, Rabbi Somebody comes to you and they say, you know, my brother died. He wasn't religious, but he was murdered. Say, well, he was murdered because he was a Russia. Right? They're not going to become from. They'll hate the Jews now. And he says it, and she became a Balashuva. Because when it comes from the mouth of a godly Ador with all the truth and Erlichkeit and purity and Emmis, it's the words of Torah. It has an effect on a Yochid. Every single one of you, as a Yochid, has the Koyach to transform the world. Just like you can bring out that Shem and Zayizoch, that purity of who you are, the Kedusha of Torah, it's all there, bang it out. But when you'll do that and you'll radiate that Oyer HaToyrah, you'll make a difference to everyone in the world. That's why the Menorah, if you think about it, is shaped like a tree. It has a middle trunk and has branches coming out. What is unique about a tree? If you look in Tanakh, Klal Yisrael is sometimes compared to trees, sometimes to different animals. The Umay Sa'olim are always compared to animals, never to trees. What's the chilik? If you kill an animal, let's say you trap a mouse in the dormitory, and you take it outside and you plant it in the ground, you're not going to grow another mouse. I guarantee you. I can't say I've tried it, but I'm telling you, you're not going to grow another mouse. If you take a tree and chop it down and plant it again, you'll grow another tree. Any part of the tree can be replanted and rebuild the entire tree. Any part of Kalal Yisrael, every yachid can rebuild a Kalal Yisrael. You have within yourself a tremendous koyach. You have the koyach of a Gans Kalal Yisrael in every single yachid. So the Benayra is shaped like a tree. And the top of the tree is that Shem and Zayis. And that flame that illuminates the world. And every one of you can be a piece of that tree. And when you bang it out, you'll bring out the Shemin that has to be banged out as well. And you'll radiate an oyer that can change the world. But before you do anything else, change yourself. 
bring out the sweetness, the beauty, the illumination that's within every single one of you. Don't sterzich to push yourself, to bang yourself, to squeeze yourself, but you'll bring out the most beautiful, radiant, delicious person you can imagine. And you'll be the happiest people in the world. You should all be zoiche to come back in a few days refreshed, ready to steig, to learn, to grow with a frisch kite, and we'll be able to finish this man without slocha, with steiging, with growing, and in that way we'll all be zoiche, miyot Hashem, that the uh, Korav HaKadosh Baruch will bring Moshiach, b'mheir of